This is a strange and unusual production. My name is Alan Grisby. I work for the government. I work with the Dark Files. In a world with terror and horror playing in the shadows, there are going to be some people foolhardy enough to get involved. Some of them might even want to make a profit doing it. But supernatural investigations can be a difficult business. Luckily for those who can afford him, there is Mr. Katz, the illustrious and mysterious private investigator. For years, he, along with his associates, Miss Truman and Lucky, helps people who need him. Mr. Katz is a mysterious figure, rarely observed but often talked about. He has built a reputation of being able to solve impossible mysteries in a world not yet fully accustomed to the arcane. Today's Dark File is Case 112, Melissa Darling, a Katz investigation. Case 112 for Mr. Katz's Files. This is Matilda Truman recording. Client, Melissa Darling. Complaint, Bad Dreams. Mr. Katz and I had a meeting with 19-year-old Melissa Darling, a waitress at a small coffee shop in the city. She, over the previous few weeks, had been having disturbing nightmares. This is the interview of that initial meeting. Your name, for the record, Miss Darling. My name is Melissa Darling. And what do you need Mr. Katz's help with? Well, I... I've been having really bad dreams, and I haven't been able to sleep. And you haven't sought more conventional help? I have! Pills, therapy, a sleep study, a very expensive sleep study. So far, it's just getting worse and worse. I can't sleep. It's been days. How do you expect Mr. Katz to help? I've read about some of his cases, and they don't always make sense. They always make sense, I can assure you of that. Yes, but it's not always... orthodox. Well, no, we don't pretend to be orthodox. Are the terms okay with you? The price? Oh, yes, it's very reasonable. Remember, if we can't help, then you- I hope you can. We will only charge you if we are able to help you. Can he help me? Mr. Katz is a very capable investigator. Will I meet him? Likely not. Mr. Katz is a very private man. It helps with his particular method of deduction. I assure you, he is professional and discreet. I cannot believe there is a more capable investigator working outside of fiction. What will he do? We will begin by investigating your home. We will put you up at the Kali Arms Hotel. Thank you. She lives in a modest apartment on the trendy side of town, where all the college-age people prefer to stay. Mr. Katz and I investigated. Her home was furnished neatly, save for some laundry left out and numerous pizza boxes left near the trash can. These smell good. Can I have some pizza? No. The cats were working. I need you to sniff around, see if there's anything strange. There's a lot of old pepperoni. Is that strange? Not really, no. I went into the bedroom and looked around. Here, chaos was everywhere. The bed was rumpled horribly. Clothes were strewn all about, and there was a pile of makeup and wadded-up paper towels on a vanity. I found meat! Thank you, Mr. Katz. Is it in the kitchen? Yes. Keep looking, Katz. Her bathroom on the other side of the bedroom was normal. The focal point of the apartment. It seemed a reasonable amount of mess. Something bad occurred to me. I headed back to the kitchen to find Mr. Katz. 
The world-renowned investigator, who happens to look like a teenager, was in the kitchen, covered in blood, rolling around on the floor. Hey! Hey! I found meat! What meat? All I see is a bucket of blood and having to take you clothes shopping again. Also, meat! Did you eat it? A little. I've told you, don't eat evidence! How can I know it's evidence? I need you to assume everything is evidence. Even peanut butter pretzels? No, of course not. You can have... But I need them! Yes, you can have those when I give them to you. They aren't evidence. What about burgers? You can have burgers. Oh, good, because it was burgers. Then you can't have them. What? Don't eat random food when we are investigating. Other times is fine. That's confusing. So that's beef blood? Or cow? Don't be mad. You said it's burgers. Don't be mad! I'm not mad. What kind of blood is it's it? It's people blood. You ate human remains? No! Spit it out! But I'm being good! Cats! No! Cats! Stop! No! Get back here! No! But I'm being Stop it. good! Spit it out! But I'm being good! Cats! Get back here! Spit it out! Stop! No! It took me almost 20 minutes to get the truth and the meat out of cats. The hamburger meat, while a little old, was just beef. There were also quite a few rotting vegetables and various expired sundries. The blood, however, was in the back of the icebox. It had been wrapped up in a lidded soup bowl and a plastic bag, but Mr. Katz had sussed it out. Melissa Darling had some explaining to do. There are, from what I know, two good reasons to have human blood on hand. I also know plenty of bad reasons. A tub of blood? Yes, Miss Darling. Now, before we go forward with this investigation, we will have to get a few answers. I have no idea about that. It's not mine, I swear. Not that it'd be my blood either. I mean, I didn't put it there. We've already had the blood tested. We don't believe it's yours. Katz would have known if it was hers right away. He'd certainly gotten a good sniff. But he couldn't tell me anything else about it. If Miss Darling assumed Katz had an army of lab techs at his command, more to the good. Whose is it? We're working on that. But you see, we must keep you here at the hotel for a while longer. I don't know how long I can afford. It's part of the price of hiring us. It's built into the cost of the investigation. How? Aren't you charging me enough to... We have more pressing issues on hand, Melissa. We need to perform a few tests. What sort of tests? Garlic, holy symbols, running water, direct sunlight, mirrors, sticky rice. All effective, if seemingly unusual, ways to check for my initial worry. It's not fun to accuse people of being a creature of the night. You thought I was a vampire? Miss Darling, as I'm sure you're aware, there are more things in heaven and earth than can be dreamed of. You've heard of the happenings, of course. That Mexican woman? Santa Juarez was a big one, yes. But there have been more and more in the last few years. We can't rule out things simply because they sound... Outrageous. Can we at least consider something normal? Normal is... <clears throat> I believe you asked us to consider the unorthodox. I did. So, what's the next step? Unlike her home, the hotel where she was staying was immaculate. It was too early for housekeeping to have swung by, but the bed was made. She had put together a little breakfast with some delivered groceries. A paper plate with plasticware set beside it. A hotel glass with soy milk, cereal, vitamins, and a grapefruit. Melissa, you seem to eat very well. Oh, not really. I just don't eat that much. You don't? I know. 
I probably seem sort of fussy. Have your eating habits recently changed? How do you usually eat? Well, I'm vegan, so lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. So the blood. And what about that meat in your fridge? What meat? Why would there be meat in my fridge? Something obvious occurred to me as the pieces lined up. The puzzle wasn't yet complete, but I was starting to get the sides together. I drove Melissa back to her apartment. I called our associate field agent, Lucky, and told him to drop cats off nearby and to have him come meet us. Then I had Lucky keep an eye out. We'd be spending the night. We drove by a few times to make sure Melissa would be noticed going in and hustled into the building. She visually relaxed as soon as we got inside and immediately got a sleepy look in her eye. Oh, I feel like I could sleep for days. and I just know that nightmares will come back. Yes, I imagine they will. But we have to deal with these nightmares head on now. Can you tell me again what happens in these dreams? Well, I imagine myself as some kind of beast. And I'm chasing other beasts. Or maybe they aren't beasts, but they are dangerous. Right. And either I corner one of them, or they corner me. And then there's just blood and violence. Okay, you go to bed. Mr. Katz and I will look out Is for he you. here? He will arrive once you go to bed. Don't be alarmed. Your nightmares will be dealt with. What are you going to do? We're going to kill your nightmare. She was asleep quickly enough. I'd seen this sort of case before. Without some foreknowledge, this can be an impossible business. She had become the thrall of a vampire. Vampires are annoying, blood-sucking creatures. They aren't too dangerous, ultimately, except when they get all frenzied. They generally subsist on blood from butcher shops and... donations. Usually eager lovers who enjoy the danger of it. But there are those bad eggs who get their blood from the... unenthusiastic. Vampires and their buddies call it thrall. The ability to dominate a mind and control it. Even up to being able to make someone not see what's right in front of them. The rotting food, the pizza boxes had been there the whole time, but she hadn't realized it. She'd been ordering pizza for weeks and never cleaned it up because, as far as her mind was concerned, they weren't there. Miss Truman, the lady is sleepwalking. I know, Mr. Katz. Lucky should already be in position outside. It was tense watching the poor soul wander from her bed and go to the vanity mirror. She artlessly applied too much eyeliner and big, waxy blobs of rouge to her face. She looked like a childish Cupid doll with all the makeup. With her eyes still closed, she went to the phone and dialed a number, sight unseen. Hello. I want to order a pizza. One eleven elm. Small. Double pepperoni. No cheese. Thank you. She went back to bed and laid on top of the covers. I'd seen it before. Some scumbag vampire had programmed this little act. If the number of pizza boxes was a clue, he'd been using her home as a refuge. Katz and I hid behind the couch in her living room as we waited for the inevitable. A key turned in the lock. The door opened and a pot-bellied teenager with impossibly greasy hair and rat-like buck teeth stomped into the living room. Vampires come in various styles, like shoes. This one was of the Nosferatu ilk. They look the least human. Wispy hair growing from a gray scalp, pointed features, red eyes, and sharp ears. Vampires have a sort of glamour when they know you're watching. But once a human being learns to look past that little trick, you can see the monster all the time. Hey! Hey! I hate you! Go away! You don't live here. I do not invite you into this home. You don't live here. Worth a shot. 
He'd been invited before, and there was no threshold for him to break through. He licked his lips audibly and breathed heavily. He was here to indulge his sick appetites. That's when an arrow punched through his chest, just left of center. He clawed at the head, actually snapping the shaft in half. Pink foam gushed from his mouth as his body gave way to years of decay in a moment. By the time the broken arrow met the ground, it landed softly in a pile of dust. Yay! Lucky got him. Yes, he did. Now, Mr. Katz, will you go get him? I'm going to need him to sweep up that vampire. But he hates cleaning. As do I. Luckily for me, I'm his boss. And mine! Yes. Are you going to wake her up? I don't think so. With a vampire dead, she's no longer in thrall. I suspect she'll be sleeping well tonight. We can come back in the morning. It's good to know that there are those out there who stand up to the strange and the dark, even if they themselves are a little strange. This has been Episode 3 of The Dark Files, The Illustrious Mr. Katz. Thank you for joining me, and good night, for now. This has been The Dark Files, a radio drama available through the Strange and Unusual podcast, to venture further, please visit us at www.strange, the letter N, unusual.com.